Welcome to the Cinema Rack, where we celebrate the greatest and worst in Hollywood films and their most self-indulgent, narcissistic actors, directors, and producers. Here, we will laud and malign Hollywood's seedier elements with levity and humor. They love cinema as much as anyone does. They've been talking about it for over 30 years. Time to get trashy. Here's Gregory and May. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of The Cinema Rag. I hope you're doing well today. Today, we're going to talk about something that might be a little politically incorrect, but it is what it is, and it's based by, I wouldn't say empirical science, but anecdotal science, and that's the ephemerality of female actresses and leading ladies. In other words, they have a period in Hollywood, and then they go away. And there's an adage in the kind of red pill dating world which is a little cynical and is insulting on one level for sure, that men age like fine wine, women age like sour milk. Now, I think this phrase is not indicative of a a, a woman's inherent value as a human being, her value, her contribution to society as a doctor, lawyer, mother, you know, whatever it is. I think it's more related to just looks. And if you look at Hollywood, Hollywood is a good example of this where, and we've kind of tangentially talked about it in past episodes, how women get aged out. And I don't think this is anything shocking. We know this. I mean, there's reasons why we don't see Sally Field doing a lot of movies as a leading lady, as a romantic lead anymore. Uh, for every 80 for Brady and every, you know, for, for, uh, Frankie and and uh, there's that show on Netflix with uh, Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda. You know, for every of these outliers as a whole, leading actresses tend to be in that 20 to 40 range. And then after that, you really don't see them or you'll see them in smaller roles and then eventually they get phased out completely. And I'm not saying this is right or wrong. What I'm saying is that this is true. So, I mean, you can go back certainly to the 30s, 40s, and 50s actresses that were there at their peak that you didn't see later in their career. So Lana Turner, Elizabeth Taylor, you know, that generation in the 40s and 50s, Rita Hayworth. But more recently, look at the 70s. Look at some of the the, the kind of bombshells of the 70s, like Lauren Bacall. Don't really see her much in movies. Sally Field, I've already mentioned Sally Field. I remember her in Smokey and the Bandit. Uh, you don't really see her much. You know, she'll do some character roles here and there when she can. Diane Cannon uh, would be another one. Farrah Fawcett, of course, rest in peace. You look at the 80s. I mean, look at Kathleen Turner. I mean, was she a siren of sirens and Body Heat and in Romancing the Stone and, and War of the Roses and all those movies? And then later, you didn't really see her much. I saw her in Californication, the old Duchovny TV show on Showtime. But largely phased out. You look at Kelly McGillis from Top Gun. Look how she is now. She was not obviously invited to be in the sequel because she is really old and not really in shape. Ellen Barkin was a big sex siren in the 80s, like the Big Easy, for example. And again, someone that you really don't see anymore. Meg Ryan. I mean, mean, was she America's darling in the late 80s, early 90s? Now she doesn't do anything anymore. She's essentially invisible. Sharon Stone, late 80s, early 90s. I mean, Total Recall and and obviously the iconic Basic Instinct. And you don't really see her acting much anymore. Bridget Fonda. Go look at a picture of Bridget Fonda now. I mean, she was the 
I wouldn't say she had like an A-list career, but single white female and Jackie Brown. She was kind of big in the, in the 90s. She's the daughter of Peter Fonda and the nef- niece, I should say, of Jane Fonda. Look at her now. I mean, you'd be surprised. Yasmin Bleeth, if you know her from Baywatch, look at pictures of her now. I mean, and, and it's sad. It is sad that society kind of views Hollywood actresses this way, that once they get old and or old and fat, they don't get roles. But I mean, we'll talk about why this is at the end. We're just going to just review like well-known actresses that you don't really see anymore. Then you go into the 90s. I mean, the 90s would be like peak Julia Roberts. And yes, you you do see her like in Shotgun Wedding. She had that television show. I believe it was on Amazon Homecoming. But again, you really don't see her that much the last 10 years. She's in her 50s. Cameron Diaz retired from acting about five, six years ago after Annie. And I think some of it was just based on Cameron Diaz really didn't have a lot of talent. Her talent was being beautiful in the late 90s, early knots. And now that she's lost her looks, and don't get me wrong, she looks great for her age, Hollywood's not really casting her and certainly not casting her as a leading lady. Catherine Zeta-Jones, just an ethereal beauty when she was younger. Think of Mask of Zorro, one of those movies that you see her like, oh my God, she's gorgeous. And she parlayed that beauty into marrying one of the biggest Lotharios in Hollywood, Michael Douglas. But even her, you don't really see her much anymore. You do see her on some television shows like on Netflix. She's on that Wednesday show. But as a whole, she's not getting the roles that she was getting 20 years ago. Drew Barrymore, pretty big in the 90s, probably not on the same level as these ladies, but she did do rom-coms and so forth. And now she's got the television show. But again, she's not really acting anymore because she is not as attractive as when she was in her 90s. Then you look at the early knots, it's the same thing. And, and, And even now with actresses that are considered to be beautiful, Margot Robbie, for example, she's 32. Will she have a career 20 years from now? Will she be doing movies 50 years from now in her 70s? It remains to be seen. Because typically you see that there's two kind of categories of female actresses. And one category would be they have talent. And the other one is their talent was being beautiful. So you look at the 90s, like look at Ashley, Ashley Judd, Time to Kill. And um, she did the the big movie with Morgan Freeman, with Double Jeopardy. Beautiful woman, but then kind of got phased out, right? You don't see her anymore as well. Salma Hayek, another 90s beauty. You see her here and there. She's going to be in, in the new Magic Mike movie. But again, not really seen as much. And these women just don't have talent. So you see the dichotomy. The dichotomy is you have one group who was, was pretty much getting roles at their peak for being beautiful and or cute. That these women didn't really necessarily have a lot of talent. They might have had talent like a rom-com talent or even comedic talent, but not really talent per se, especially in the dramatic roles. Now let's take a quick break. I wanted to let you know about the other feeds that we have here at the Eclectico Gregorio channel. We have the Awakened Man, which has been around since the spring of 2017, which mostly focuses on having men and women reach their full potential by knowing about toxins in the food, big pharma cover-ups, and ways to biohack your life. We also have the Female Holistic Health Apothecary, which is a channel that originally started as an essential oils channel. 
and there's about 65 essential oils that are broken down over there and then more recently about two years ago i just pivoted and made it more about female holistic health and naturopathic health because i'm a big proponent of let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food and lastly we have the confessions of an obese child feed which i started in january 2017 which chronicles what it's like to be an overweight child i was an overweight child and i lost over 100 pounds and kept it off for 30 plus years so it's a channel like if you have disordered eating or had a dysfunctional childhood how to deal with that how to how to function with that and also discusses and i interview various people that have a similar background of dysfunctional childhood binge eating binge drinking and how to deal with that and there's a lot of great interviews over there so those are the three other feeds at the eclectico gregorio channel now let's get back to the show so these actresses you don't really see they've kind of gone away they'll get roles here and there but you don't really see them and it's sad right and especially if they've gotten overweight and i think this is one of the reasons or have substance abuse problems and this is one of the reasons you maybe don't see bridget fonda and mcgillis and so forth and you'll still see like winona Ryder, who was very famous in the 90s getting roles here. Michelle Pfeiffer was another 90s, 80s, 90s beauty that you'll still see them get roles. But as a whole, they were not a talented. Then the other group that you see are the ones who had talent and therefore they can still get roles. I think an iconic example of this would be the British actresses like Judi Dench, Helen Mirren, Vanessa Redgrave, if you want to go back to an older time. And then over here in the States, Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep was never classically beautiful, even if you see her in her early movies like Deer Hunter and Sophie's Choice and Kramer vs. Kramer. She was not super beautiful, but again, you know, top-notch actress. And that's why you still see her getting roles, even as she went through her 40s and menopausal and so forth. Another one would be Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman somehow is defying, uh, defying aging. But she's another one who, when she came out in her early movies, we talk about her quite a bit in Tom Cruise part one, when we talk about Dead Calm. But you look at Dead Calm, uh, uh, To Die For, and even Moulin Rouge, you saw that she had talent, and definitely in her later movies and then her prestige television shows that she does on HBO, like The Undoing and Big Little Lies, that the woman has talent. And because she has talent, she'll get roles. Julianne Moore would be another one who still gets roles as she ages. Kate Winslet will be another one who gets roles as she ages because these are women that have talent. Frances McDormand, I think, should not have three Academy Awards, but whatever, she'll still get roles. And the list goes on and on. So what, what can we say? Do men, are men held at the same level? No. No, they're not. Because you can look at 80s and 90s actors that are still getting roles. Tom Cruise, Denzel, Robert Downey Jr., Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe might be an example of a guy who did too much alcohol and got overweight. If you ever saw The Mummy, the Tom Cruise movie, The Mummy, and some other ones, he's kind of lost his looks, but he'll still get roles. Liam Neeson. I mean, I, I can list off tons of 80s and 90s actors that are still getting roles. So, yes. Even if they're not that talented, they'll still get roles because men age like fine wine. It is a massive double standard and it's unfortunate, but people like Anthony Hopkins, 
who's been acting. I remember seeing him on The Bounty, the old Mel Gibson movie in the 1980s. That dude's been around forever and will be around as long as he doesn't have dementia and can still do his lines and act. Whereas women as a whole, no matter what decade it is, Hollywood will bring in these young ingenues, whatever decade it is, and then put them on the camera. Because look, men are wired to look at beauty. And so are women. Women want to look at handsome men, but they're willing to forsake handsomeness for other qualities like humor. And this is why there's a big industry, or used to be, for comedians to do well in movies, even though they're not classically handsome. Look, there was a market for Kevin James. I mean, you know, there, there was a market for other actors that are not necessarily attractive. The guy who played Mr. Bean, for example. Because women are not necessarily as wired to look at that. But unfortunately, the way men are wired is it's all beauty. We want to look at beautiful women. We want to look at beautiful women in their peak. And as they age out of that, Hollywood knows this. And Hollywood's number one preoccupation is money. Then I would say corruption of, of Americans and the world, but really money. So if they're like, okay, we got to choose in this rom-com to either put 55-year-old Julia Roberts or 60-year-old Meg Ryan, or we can put in Anya Taylor-Joy or Sydney Sweeney or whatever young starlet you want to pick Zendaya, they're going to pick the younger one because the younger one is going to be bringing more guys because guys want to look at beautiful women. And again, it's the same reason that you don't really see a lot of old people sex scenes in movies because most people don't want to see that, right? They just don't want to see it. And look, it's ageist, yes, absolutely. It's sexist, yes. And it's unfortunate that it is what it is, but it is what it is. And we can decry it till kingdom come, but it doesn't really matter because Hollywood will continue to do this. They'll use and cast the young actress, and then when she reaches a certain age, they'll find the next generation of young 20s actresses and use them up until a certain age. Most of them will be sent out to the pasture eventually. Some of them will remain and be great character actresses as they get older. Then you bring in the next generation. And that's just the way Hollywood is because they understand intersexual dynamics. They understand men. And it's just the way it is. And money rules the world. And look, I don't feel bad for Cameron Diaz and all these aforementioned actresses because they maybe couldn't hack it as a doctor or a lawyer or whatever it is. And they were good at their at their their craft and they made millions of dollars from reading lines and that set them up in the future whereas if they were not actresses and had to be like a data entry clerk they wouldn't have the lifestyle they have so i don't feel bad for these women because they were able to make a lot of money and have a lifestyle that they otherwise would not have so i think women in hollywood understand this anna taylor joy understands this emma stone understands it's all these actresses understand this and i understands this and this is why you see a lot of these actresses now branching out creating production companies like Margot robbie reese witherspoon of course did that and others uh, making monetizing themselves on podcasts or on instagram because they understand how the, the the system in the industry works and they make essentially a faustian pack with hollywood that yes I know I only have said this much time, and I know you're eventually going to put me to pasture, but I'm going to take advantage of this time the best that I can, and kudos to them for doing that. Guys, if you appreciate my content, there's two links. 
in the episode notes. One is for PayPal. If you want to make a small donation to help defray the cost of hosting this on the server, I would appreciate it. The other one is a web for the website where you can access all the Eclectico Gregorio feeds. Until next time, take care, God bless, and pray. Thanks for listening to The Cinema Rag. Please post an honest review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the episode notes to visit our website and to make a donation. Lastly, follow the rag today. Until next time.